Starlight presents Monet and Friends Alive, a multi-sensory, family-friendly experience sponsored by Country Club Bank. Experience the works of Claude Monet and the world's most renowned impressionists like never before. In a rich, dynamic display of light, color, and sound, the visual masterpieces of these beloved artists come to life. Monet and Friends Alive opens at Starlight Theater November 1st. Book now at kcstarlight.com. You're listening to S's Purpose Podcast, the podcast where you find purpose within a poem. everyone and welcome to essence purpose podcast i'm your host essence e and i pray everyone is having a beautiful day in the lord and today our topic is called the life of nelson mandela and his faith but before we get into that topic i would just like to start off with a worship song and this worship song is called rise and it's by the group invitation it's featuring carlin gantz and if you would like to find more of their music uh by the invitation you can go on all the major digital platforms out there because that song is out and let's just get into some worship right now so again this is rise featuring carlin gangs by the invitation Cry at night, are you on my side? 
Amen. Again, that was Arise uh, featuring Carla Gangs by The Invitation. Like I said, if you want to go and download their music, they're on all the digital platforms out there. Please go out there and support them because they're really doing it for the Lord. So I would like right now to start off with the prayer. So the Lord may guide my words. I want to be speaking about today. So for those who are listening, please bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for everything you've given us and done for us, Heavenly Father God. Lord Jesus, I just come to you and I pray that each and every person, that each and every person on this live will come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father God. And Lord Jesus, just please bless us and keep us, Lord God, because we are still fighting. We are still fighting the same things today as 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 it was back then, O oh, Heavenly Father God. We're still fighting the same things, O oh Lord, but we know that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Heavenly Father God, and that you have everything in your hands, Heavenly Father God. And Lord Jesus, I just pray for those who are being martyred right now for their faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray, I pray over their families. I pray, I pray that that you will that you will bless the ones who are still in hiding, Heavenly Father God, to escape their captivity from those who want to kill them for their faith. And Lord Jesus, I just pray for each and every listener out there, Heavenly Father God, that you please bless their families. Bless them, Heavenly Father Father God. Please give them peace and prosperity, Lord Jesus, over their lives. And that they will and that they will come to you, Lord Jesus, who do not know you yet, Heavenly Father God. Because the time is the time is narrowing down, oh Heavenly Father God. And we need to get right. And we need to seek your face every single day of our lives. And Heavenly Father God, I just ask this in the mighty name of Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So my show today is called The Life of Nelson Mandela and His Faith. And Nelson Mandela was a great man. He fought hard for the South African people. And he was such an extraordinary person. And I wanted to read a little bit about him today. And for those who do not know who Nelson Mandela was, he was a South African anti-apartheid evolutionary statesman and philanthropist and philanthropist who served as president of the South African nation from 1994 till 1999. He was the country's first black head of state and first elected in a full representative democratic election. He was a civil rights advocate. Nelson Mandela dedicated his life to fighting for equality and ultimately helped topple South Africa's racist system of apartheid. Apartheid, if anyone does not know what apartheid is, it is a policy or system of segregation or discrimination on the ground of race. And Nelson Mandela, he was born July 8, uh, July 18, 1918, and he died December 5th, 2013. And his legacy still lives on. And he was in prison from 1963 till 1990. He was in prison for 27 years. And it never, ever, he continued to be more determined. It never broke in his spirit. He says, prison far, far from breaking, is far from breaking our spirits. And it made us more determined to continue with this battle until victory has been won. And he also said back in May 1963, and he remembered the coldest experience ever in prison. He said, we drew strength and sustenance from the knowledge that our jailers could claim. And then he also said, until I change myself, I could not change others, which means he did not want to hate. He did not want to hate those people but he wanted to change. He wanted to change everything for his nature, for his nation, because so they could have equality, 
And, you know, it says, I, I read something else, too. I also looked at the movie and it said, Nelson Mandela, he felt he had a duty to his people. His father used to call him, uh, call him in uh, Kosai. He called him Rohala, which means troublemaker. He didn't want to bring trouble. He always said he never wanted to bring trouble. He wanted to make his family proud. And I believe that he did that. So right now I'm going to read an article. Uh, uh, it was back um, from the article in, on history.com. And it talks about how Nelson Mandela, he writes for prison. And it says on June, on June 10th in 1980, in South Africa, the African Congress ANC makes a public statement by Nelson Mandela, the long imprisoned leader of the anti-apartheid movement. The message smuggled out of Robben Island prison under great risk reads, unite, mobilize, fight on between the anvil of united mass action and the hammer of the armed struggle. We shall cross. We shall crush apartheid. Mandela was born in 1918. He was a son of the chief of the Kosai speaking to Timbu people. Instead of succeeding his father as chief, Mandela went to university and he became a lawyer. In 1944, he joined the ANC, a black political organization dedicated to winning rights for the black majority in white-ruled South Africa. In 1948, the racist National Party came to power and apartheid South Africa's institutionalized system of white supremacy and racial segregation became official government policy. With the loss of black rights under apartheid, black enrollment in the ANC rapidly grew. Mandela became one of the ANC's leaders and in 1952 was made deputy national president of the ANC. He organized nonviolent strikes, boycotts, marches, and other acts of civil disobedience. After the massacre, businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. Of a peaceful black demonstrators at Sharpville in 1960, Mandela helped organize a paramilitary branch of the ANC to engage in acts of sabotage against the white minority government. He was tried for and acquitted of treason in 1961, but in 1962 was arrested again for illegally leaving the country, convicted and sentenced to five years at Robben Island Prison. He was put on trial again in 1963 with seven other ANC members who were arrested at Revena in possession of a store of weapons, charged with sabotage, sabotage treason and violent conspiracy. Mandela admitted to many of the charges against him and eloquently defended his militant activities during the trial. On, Ju on June 12, 1964, he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Mandela spent the first 18 of his 27 years in jail at the brutal Robin Island prison. He was confined to a small cell without a bed or plumbing and was forced to do hard labor in a quarry. Once a year, he was allowed to meet with a visitor for 30 minutes and once every six months he could write and receive a letter at first he was only allowed to exchange letters with his family and these letters were read and censored by prison officials 
Later, he was allowed to write to friends and associates, but any writing of political nature was forbidden. With the help of fellow prisoners and his visitors, Mandela smuggled out statements and letters to spark the continuing anti-apartheid movement. A 500-page autobiography manually miniaturized into 50 pages was smuggled out by a departing prisoner in 1976. The original manuscript of the autobiography, buried in a garden, was discovered by the prison warden soon after. As punishment, Mandela and three others lost their study rights for four years. Through it all, Mandela's resolve remained unbroken, and he led a movement of civil, disobedi of civil disobedience at the prison that coerced South African officials into drastically improving conditions on Robben Island. In 1982, he was moved to Polsmoor uh, Prison on the mainland, and in 1988 to a cottage where he lived under house arrest. In 1989, F.W. Day Clerk became South African president and set about dismantling anti-apartheid. De Clark lifted the ban on the ANC, suspended ex executions, and on February 11, 1990, ordered the release of Nelson Mandela after 27 years as a political prisoner. Mandela, Mandela sub subsequently led the ANC in its negotiations with the minority government for the end to apartheid and the establishment of the multiracial government in 1993 and de Clark were jointly awarded the Nobel Peace Prize on April 26, 1994. More than 22 million South Africans turned out to cast overwhelming majority chose, uh, chose Mandela and the ANC to lead the country and a nationally united coalition was formed with de Clark's National Party and the Zulus in Kata Freedom Party. On May 10th, Mandela was sworn in as the first black president of South Africa. As president, Mandela established the Truth and Recon Reconciliation Commission to investigate human rights violations under apartheid and introduced numerous in initiatives designed to improve the living standards of South Africa's black population. In 1996, he presided over the enactment of a new South African constitution. Mandela retired from politics in June 1999 at the age of 80. He was succeeded as president by Tabu McBay of the ANC. Mandela, admired by people around the world, continued to advocate for human rights and peace until his death in December 2013. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Nelson Mandela is because he was he was a great man who fought for his people. He had faith he had faith in God and he knew that by peace and by uh, by instead of hating one another, we could love each other by peace and just by living with each other and understand each other and not have this and have this hate for each other just because of our skin color. He succeeded on. He was hated by many, many people, but he still pushed forward no matter what. And there are a lot of people out there who feel hated today, who feel hated because they believe in something that is bigger than themselves. And you have to keep pushing forward no matter what. You know, when I think about this, it reminds me of the vaccine, how this how this vaccine, how people are against each other, who, who are against the people who are unvaccinated and the unvaccinated are against the people who are vaccinated. We need to stop this hate. We need to stop sparking this hate up and start being so divided with one each with with each other and start really coming together in peace and stop and stop trying to hurt one another. That's what Nelson Mandela was all about. He was about peace. He was about ha coming to an un coming to an understanding without being violent with one another. 
That's the most that is the, that is the most important thing that we can learn right now is to not hate one another, but to love one another. And with that being said, I would really like to play a song right now. And this song and this song right here is a song of worship and it's called My Jesus, I Need You in My Life. And it was written by the Community King. You can find his songs on TalkShoe and he he has really, really great songs on there. They are awesome. They are they they are just really super, super, super awesome. They talk about what's going on today in the world. And please go check, go check him out. And it features the open arms choir. So this is My Jesus, I Need You in My Life, written by the Community King, featuring the Open Arms Choir. My Lord, I need my In the water of
amen, amen. Again, that was My Jesus, I Need You in My Life, uh, written by the Community King, featuring the Open Arms Choir. Like I said, you can go find his music on TalkShoe under the Community Kings Project. Please go check him out. He has some really, really awesome music, and he's really doing it in the kingdom. So now I would like to read a little bit about Sharpville and what happened in 1960. It happened on March 21st. In Sharpville in South Africa, thousands gathered outside the po- police station in protest that every uh, that every and they were protesting that every African must carry a pass at all times. They were burning their passes in front of them, and the police began to shoot women and children. Between 50 and 100 were killed. Most of them were shot in their backs, and others they they turned out injured. And that was a very, very sad day. I was watching the movie, and I think everyone should go check out this movie, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. And they shot children in their backs, women, men, and they had no weapons on them. They were just burning their passes because they did not they did not want to have those, pa- those passes anymore to pass through. And they just start shooting at them like they were nothing. A lot of people were killed that day. And then in the movie, uh, Nelson Mandela said, there comes a time in the life of every nation when there remains two choices. You submit or you fight. And he says, we must fight. And I wanted to read another article. And it's about Nelson Mandela and his faith as a Christian. And, you know, we are still fighting the same battles today. We are still fighting race. We are still uh, now we're fighting uh, for for those who don't want to take the vaccine. Some people don't want to take the vaccine and they're fighting for their rights and for their medical rights not to disclose if they have if they've taken the vaccine or not. There are a lot of people who are fighting today the same battles that were fought back then. And we need to keep we need to stay prayerful. We need to be looking to God and looking to our faith and to stand up when we see that something is wrong. And I have to say Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Anyone can say anything about these men, but these men, if uh, they believed in Christ or not, I know Nelson Mandela did. I know Martin Luther King did. Um, I'm not going to uh, say anything about Mark Malcolm X's uh, faith. We all know that he was that he was Muslim, and but I will say this: these men stood up when they saw injustices done to people, who people who could black people, me me myself included, because I'm an African American woman. Uh, us as black pe- businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. As a family-owned business, Price Chopper knows just how important saving money is to your family. We're always chopping prices so you can feed your family for less. People who could not speak up for themselves, they decided they were going to speak up for for us. And even though maybe some people think some tactics were wrong, who knows, but they stood up and they kept pushing forward. No matter how much they were hated and disliked, they still kept going 
and they still were willing to fight and die just so we could have the freedoms that we have today. And I believe even if you, even if you don't respect their religion, but you have to respect them as a person because they stood up and they said, this wasn't right. This was not right. And we all, we all as Christians right now, we need to stand up and say that these things that are going on in our world are not right. And we have to keep fighting for, for what's right. So I'm going to read this article. This is by city journal. And this was by Guy Sorman. He wrote this on December 9th, 2013. Nelson Mandela, Christian. Nelson Mandela lived several lives. Communist militant, pacifist prisoner, and charismatic president. He was the only recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize to receive both the USSR's International Lenin Peace Prize and the American Presidential Medal of Freedom. What was the threat linking these successive and somewhat contradictory lives? Let me propose a hypothesis that this that his prison guards would certainly confirm, as would the Africaners who would negotiate the end of apartheid with him. Mandela's Christian faith led him from violence to redemption. Mandela was a Christian. I learned during a long conversation with him at 1992 meeting in Durban of the South African Foundation, a business anti-apartheid organization. The aura surrounding him then felt by all who spoke with Mandela was more mystical than political. Most South Africans, whatever their skin color are, Christians. The country's ruling Africaners saw themselves as a tribe of Israel in exile. They adhered to an assiduous reading of the Old Testament and an understanding of Christianity that they spread throughout South Africa. The reconciliation between the African National Congress and the apartheid government of F.W. de Clark he was president until 1991, was an act of shared faith between two men who belonged to the same uh, syncretic Christian tradition. The West economics blockade contributed to ending apartheid, but did not bring Mandela and de Klerk together. It was not only the boycott of South African oranges by European and American consumers that overcame apartheid, but also belief in Christ. Faith also explains and clarifies the path that led Mandela from communism to liberal de- to liberal democracy and from violent action to peaceful reconciliation. Recall that in 1962, Mandela was sentenced to life in prison for his role in organizing bombings of police stations, a very real crime. In the years when Mandela played a significant but not leading role in the organization, the ANC was a branch of the Communist International with Soviet support. The ANC preached preached violent revolution. Mandela's incarceration was politically unjust, but it was well-founded legally, as Mandela himself never denied. While in prison, he lost faith in the revolution and in communism. Communism. Was this because of the collapse of the USSR, as his adversaries believed at the time, or was it the result of a personal medication? The latter seems more unlikely. Mandela's prison cell on Robben Island filled with books and manuscripts has something of a, mas- of a monastic spirit. Christ was not only a prophet who served as inspiration to Mandela in his cell. There was also Gandhi, who, like Mandela, had practiced law in South Africa in his work in the Indian community of Durban, where he, con- where he conceived of and applied the principle of nonviolence to overcome white racism. Gandhi acknowledged the direct inspiration of Christ's Sermon on the Mount. 
The lesson was not lost on Mandela. Nonviolence and the force of truth the more effective than nonviolent confrontation, but only when applied within society that shares the same Christian and humanist values. As Mandela would, Gandhi appealed to the conscience of whites, both in South Africa and beyond. He won effective recognition by the British as the figurehead of Indian independence before he arrived in India. Similarly, Mandela was recognized outside of South Africa as the obvious leader of the national liberation before achieving the status domestically. Angelic Bishop Desmond Tutu, who succeeded in persuading American and British prote protestants that the end of apartheid was an ethical imperative, played a key role as well. Mandela's faith made possible not only the reconciliation of blacks and whites under the same national flag, but also, and this is often overlooked in Europe and America, the reconciliation of enemy groups among South Africa's numerous black factions and communities in the age of apartheid, hostility between the the Asus, uh, Mandela's ethnic group, and the Zulus ethnic group of the current president, Jacob Zuma, was at least as intense as that between blacks and whites in those days the zulus often sided with whites against the coast the kosa indians and other mixed minorities south africa was then the remains and was then and remains the ethnic puzzle the commission for truth and reconciliation founded by president mandela that and led by bishop tutu is perhaps the most concrete example of Mandela's Christian faith. Instead of, of the vengeance and reprisals that were expected and feared after years of interracial violence, the commission focused on confession, confession and forgiveness. Most of those who admitted misdeeds and even crimes, whether committed in the name of or in opposition to apartheid, received amnesty. Many returned to civil life exonerated by their admission of guilt. You see... At the end, when he was when he was in prison, he realized that I believe he realized that Christ, that Christ was the way that we had to be. We had to be at peace. We have to be at peace with each other. Violence never solves anything. Violence never solves anything. And a lot of people out there, you guys really need to realize that. You see all these protests that went around uh, over George Floyd and, and th things of that sort. I was angry too, but there was no reason, no reason to get violent and try to hurt one another. We need to stop this violence that's going on in our world today and practice the love of Christ. I wanted to read several quotes right now, right now, what, Ma what Nelson Mandela has said. He said, I, I learned that courage was not in, not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. A good head and a good heart are always formidable combination. But when you add that, a, we, but when you add that a literal tongue or pen, then you have something very very special. It always seems impos impossible until it's done. And here is the one quote that should inspire everything no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion people must learn to hate if they learn if they can learn to hate they can be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite amen no one is born hating someone people 
are taught to hate. That's why there's so much racism in this country because people raise their children to hate someone's color of their skin because they're different. If you can teach someone to hate, you can also teach them how to love. We need to teach each other how to love each other, not to hate each other for whatever reason that we might have. But we need to truly, truly love one another. And I know it's hard. And I know it's hard sometimes, especially when people have wronged us. I can imagine for the people of South Africa, when Nelson Mandela was was saying all this, they wanted to hate. They wanted revenge. They wanted to take out the uh, t- take out their venom on the people who killed their sons, their daughters, their husbands, their wives. They wanted to take it out on them. But Nelson Mandela said that is not the way. Violence begets more violence. And we need to stop begetting more violence. Somebody needs to say this needs to stop. This truly needs to stop. It is said, and he also said, it is said that no one truly knows a nation till one has been inside its jails. A nation should not be judged by how it treats its highest citizen, citizens, but its lowest ones. We need to stop this hate against one another. We have to stop being afraid of color. We we have to stop carrying this load of revenge within our souls. I know a lot of I know a lot of black people in the back of their minds. They will want revenge. They will want to hurt. They will want to hurt the uh, the the white race because of what their ancestors have done to us. But I want to tell you right now that is not the way to go. We do get mad. We, we, we do get upset of the injustices that go on out there by b- police killing black people, by killing women as well. We get angry at that. We, we get angry because it seems like there's no justice out there. There's no justice for black people. But we have to turn turn that hate away because it will consume us and it will kill us. It will kill you. I believe that's what Nelson Mandela did. He did not want to have that in his heart anymore. He didn't want to have that hatred in, in, in his soul. We need to stop having this hatred with inside of us. We have to learn how to love those who, who do the most evil things to us. We have to learn how to love. We truly do. And he also said, leave from the back and let others believe they are in front Somebody has to step up and say this needs to stop. Somebody has to step up and say this is enough. This is enough. This is enough violence. This is enough hating each other just because of the color of someone's skin, just because someone's brown, just because someone's a light vanilla, just because, uh, you know, someone is dark. We need to stop hating each other. We really, truly need to stop hating each other. We need to stop teaching our children to hate we need to start teaching our children the love of Christ because that's the only that is the only way that we can have peace and we can have joy within ourselves because to be consumed with so much hatred it will kill your soul it kills your soul it kills your spirit let it go if you have any hatred in your heart for someone right now let it go Nelson Mandela, he let it go. He knew people still out there hated him. But did he go on and leave a peaceable life? Did he let those people worry him? He did not let those people worry worry him. He went on with his life. 
he he went on and he and he wanted to give people that peace he wanted people to realize that Christ's peace is the only way to succeed you cannot go around with hatred in your soul when you have Christ in your heart you are free Nelson Mandela was free he knew he knew the peace of God and he was trying to teach the African people the same thing and I just pray that everybody everybody remembers this quote that I said no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion people must learn to hate if they can learn to hate they can be taught to love but love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite we have to learn how to love one another we have to learn that we can't be walking around hating people because like I said it consumes our souls it consumes our souls and he also said and this is for all for everyone out there i am not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying we have to keep trying you guys we have to keep trying out there are we gonna get it perfect every day no we're gonna stumble and we're gonna fall but we have to keep trying because you know what he's right we are sinners who are trying to be saints but we have to keep trying we can't just give up so i wanted to read a couple verses galatians 5 1 for for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery it also says in second corinthians three seventeen. now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so open up your heart to that freedom and not hate true freedom is loving someone when you can when you feel like you shouldn't love them that is true freedom that is true freedom in christ you are free when that person has done the absolute worst to you but at the end of the day you can get up and say i still love that person i don't like you right now but i still love that person and i'm gonna live in peace with you because that's what God wants me to do. God wants us all to live in peace. He doesn't want us to be violent towards one another because of each other's race. He does not want us to beget hate for hate. But if someone comes with hate at you, you go for love. You love them. You truly love them. And you let them know that Christ loves them as well. And that God is always going to be with them no matter what, no matter what they're doing, no matter what's going on, that God loves them no matter what they could do to Christ. They crucified Christ on the cross. They crucified him 2000 years ago. He loved us all and took the penalty for our sins. He took the penalty for those centurions sins, those people who were laughing at him and spitting on him. He loved us so much so we need to do the same for others i want to thank you guys for tuning in today i just pray you guys got something got something from that show and from nelson mandela's life he spent the the better part of his life in prison and he did it for the south african people he did it for freedom and and after that long long road he had he got it he he got the freedom for the people 
And we need to stop hating each other. We need to start loving one another and just and just stop this hate all around. And for those out there who are fighting right now against the vaccinated or unvaccinated, please stop. Stop fighting. Stop fighting them and love them. If they're vaccinated or not, if they're unvaccinated or not, just love them. Just love them. Because what decision was good for you might not be a good decision for them. And no one is trying to hate on someone who is vaccinated or unvaccinated. No one should be trying to hate trying to hate on somebody just because they they did it or they did not do it. Stop it. Stop it out there. Just love them. Just love them and pray to God for their health if they don't want the if they don't want the vaccination. And for those who got the vaccination, pray for their health. Pray for their health uh, still as well. So please stop this hate out there. Let let people make their own choices for themselves. Stop trying to make choices for them. Because at the end, they have to answer to God, not you. They do not have to answer to you. They have to answer to God. I want to remind everyone at the end of their life, at the great throne, at the great throne of judgment. I want to remind everyone, it's just going to be you and God. It's not going to be your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, friend or foe. It's going to be you and God. So everybody needs to stop this because everybody is an individual when it comes to the Lord. No one's greater and no one's less than everybody is an individual. You have to give an account for your life. We, if, if we do g- give the truth and the light to people who do not know Christ, we spread it a seed. It's up to them to know what to do with it. We cannot force people to do what we want them to do. The only thing we can do is spread the seed and let them know that God is there. That is all we can do. Stop trying to force your agenda on someone else and just pray for them and love them. And let God show them the way. Let God show them the way. You can't show them the way. God can only show them the way. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to my podcast today. And like I said, I just pray that each and every person gets something from it. And I do have movie recommendations, of course. My first one I said earlier, it's on Netflix for those who have Netflix. Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. It's a really good movie. It's with Idris Alba, and he does an awesome, awesome job in playing Nelson Mandela. A kudos, kudos to him. I wish I could have saw this when it when it first came out, but you know, kudos to him. It was it's it was a really great film. It it really taught me a lot. I believe it would teach each and every person, black, white, uh, Jew, Gentile, uh, Mexican, uh, German. It, it will really teach you something, teach you something, each and every single race. It'll teach you something about the power of the human spirit and about the power of freedom. And some more movies I would like to recommend. There's another movie 
uh, that I like to recommend. It's on Tubi. It's called The New World Order. Uh, go check it out. It's a really good movie about the about the end times. And another movie, it's called Divination. And this movie is a is about the spiritual realm. It's about uh the spirits, witchcraft, and all and all those things. It's a really good movie. Please go check out Tubi because they have some really good, really good religious films on there. I have to give it up to Tubi because that's the one place that I've noticed uh that you don't have to pay for where they play really good religious movies. And also go check out pure flex as well um go check out their movies and and go see if you can find something to to watch it to really to really uplift your spirit so with that being said i'm gonna play the last this last song and this last song is by elder author zion wilson wilson is called more than enough it's a really great song it's on all the digital platforms out there it's so so awesome so I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today and please, please go download these songs on, 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 on these digital platforms that these artists that I've mentioned, they are really, really doing it in the kingdom of God. Go support them, go give them a shout out, go give them a review, please do that. And with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I love you all and God bless. Say I'm 
Redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.